Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. What a perfect time for you Arizona homeowners to call us here at Rosie on the House. ASU has already played in one. U of A, don't play the Lumberjacks till tonight. This afternoon is loaded up with great football. Clemson and the Aggies play their early game, and LSU plays Texas in the late game. ABC sure sewed up a strong football schedule for this afternoon, that's for sure. So now would be the perfect time for that project you've been trying to tackle or you've started to tackle it and you just can't seem to get it finished. Give us a ring, one 767 Text questions can be sent to 411-923, and you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. <coughs> this is hour number four of our weekly radio broadcast. We call it our open home hour. We open it up to whatever you, the Arizona homeowner, wants to talk about. One of the ways that we work to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And on that mission of being every Arizona homeowner's best friend, a new feature that we've added this year is our promotions team. We've got Location Lance, who travels around in our Sanderson Ford Transit. He always carries home maintenance calendars, a number of our e-store items, and he goes to different events. He will be at Sun City Strong event on Wednesday. Uh, You can go to rosieonthehouse.com. And in our events tab, you can see it there. It's on Boswell Boulevard. Uh, And this is an afternoon event. I believe it's 1 to 4. And you can get your home maintenance calendar. Yeah, 1 to 4 on Wednesday, September 11th, hosted by the Gardens of Sun City. And it's for Sun City residents. The HOA will be on site. Uh, No entry fees. There's door prizes and raffles. And like I said, you can meet Lance. Ask your home maintenance question. Get a referral. uh, Get a calendar. Whatever the case may be. Also, uh, on our (laughs) e-store, we uh, sent a Earth Talon shovel all the way to Virginia this week. And we also sent safety glasses to a pest control company in Sholo. We work hard. It's one of those interesting features that we, it's not a big part of what we do, but it is something we do. We get a lot of people sending us stuff all the time. The Earth Talon Shovel and these safety glasses are both perfect examples of companies that reached out to us and said, hey, would you like to try our shovel and if you like it tell us what you think and they're great shovels i use it constantly at our home at the whitman plantation for all sorts of things and in addition to digging it's great at chopping weeds off at the top um and it's it's on my wheelbarrow constantly i've got a what they call a on top of my wheelbarrow a burrow and it's a work it it turns your wheelbarrow into a workstation uh on top and it's got a holster, so to speak, on each side to hold your shovels. And we tried it. We loved it. It was a guy out of Chino Valley that invented it as a way to try and cut through the hard caliche and said, yeah, great. And then, but he's not big enough for it to get into, you know, your, your bigger chain stores. You've got to have a certain amount of production volume to get into there. A lot of other online services, 
uh, or places that people shop online, they take so much of the commission that it doesn't make it worth it for little guys to put product on there because it then costs them to get listed on there because of how much they take. So we don't do that. We just we, we buy the tools at wholesale. We store them in our uh, storage facility. And then when somebody buys it, we sell it retail and ship it out to them. And uh, all of those items are at rosieonthehouse.com e-store. Uh, they're all the they're all the kind of things like you were saying. There were sent things all the time to try. It's the ones we approve of. Mo- yeah. Most <laughs> of the stuff we just send back and say, "Well, send us the next version because this has got got some problems." But the things that they send us that we like, we try and make them available. If they're not that items that you can't with. just pick up at your hardware store, right? Right. Yeah, the Earth Talent shovels. The first time I saw that, I sat there for five seconds and went. Well, why didn't we think of that before? I know. It's such a unique design. Yeah, it breaks most, up dirt. Most products on our Easter, I'm like, gosh darn it, I should have thought of that first. <laughs> so uh, partner announcement. We've had our Tucson's Reader's Choice Award, and we had to post all the different partners of Rosie on the House Southern Arizona Network that got selected through the Arizona Daily Star. Congratulations. We are a statewide program. We've got partners all over the state. Uh, if you've got a second home somewhere else in the high country mountain area, there's a good chance you can find a Rosie on the House certified partner to serve your needs. Uh, remodelers, Big 50, that's a pretty big award. I'm, that's a nice one. That's a nice one. You've got that several times. Um, I don't know all the requirements into it, but it, it came up this week, and we had one of our partners in Peoria, Todd Whitaker Drywall, TWD Design Build Remodel, uh, was listed this year. Congratulations. Yep. And then uh, Sun Valley Solar, one of our solar partners out of Chandler, they just got done installing solar panels on their building. You know, uh, and Kyle wasn't available, but for this week, but we'll have them on as a follow-up, just the amount of kilowatt production that's going to do and the battery storage. That's always been the big key. What about nighttime use, nighttime that's use? Right. And batteries are expensive, so what to do? So they're playing it with it at their building, and we'll have a lot of great details there. And uh, one more scary stat before we start going through the calls. Did you see that 200 people a day are moving into the Maricopa County? Yeah. it's It's been... For most of this last year, the fastest growing county in America. Trades back and forth with Houston and Dallas. And, uh, you know, Pete, we're, we're spoiled it's, by all of our bitter, space. And it's bittersweet. having all that, you know, you, you just like start feeling a little claustrophobic sometimes when you hear stats like that. Like, oh. Spend your first year in excessive heat advisory and then come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's get to the calls. one 767 That's one rosie for you. Dan, welcome to the program. Hi. Hello? Yes, sir. How may we help you? Um, I've got a little bit of a uh, bug problem in my grass, I guess you'd call it. I, uh, I got about 20 by 50 section of grass that was dirt for about two years, and I planted grass about six or eight weeks ago. It looks great. Everything's fine. But when I cut the grass, I get little, uh, looks like little gnats or maybe a little bigger than gnats that are jumping away from the lawnmower as I cut. What can I do to get rid of those without killing the grass? Hmm. Well. Well, wait, I, I got something because I had a lawn at one time. <laughs> <laughs> Before I, I had a lawn at one time. Yeah, one time. No, uh, 
when I was cutting the yard after watering it, after you cut it, these bugs fly out. And are, are they large gnats or, or large, uh, kind of like mosquito size? Um, yeah, yeah, but I, they, I don't think they're mosquitoes, but yeah, they're, they're something like that. And they don't fly. They just, they jump, you know, they, they oh. go from uh, <laughs> where the lawnmower's at to maybe two feet away. And okay. then when I make the next pass, they're jumping, you know. Okay. I'm thinking of another type bug because when I would cut over it, these bugs would fly off the lawn and I would have birds coming out of nowhere, just having a feast. So, a uh, little difference. So, uh, are you suggesting he buys a bunch of birds? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if stick those some, gnats are able to stick fly, a the... chicken or a guinea back there for yeah. about three days and let them clean it up. <laughs> Actually, in this case, a guinea is not a bad idea. <laughs> so, what you'll want to do, Dan, is see if you can get a picture of it so we can see what type of insect it is. And then, once we know the insect, um, you know, pest control companies that you can get it at local sell tons of products at your local nursery, like Bonide's a great example. Um, but each one of their products has different insects. It's labeled uh, for, just depending on if it's an exoskeleton, what gene the family is. Um, one thing you could do is uh, Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew was the first thing that came to mind. You can hook it up to your hose, and it's a liquid case. You turn it on, spray it, just spray your whole... Uh, lawn down before you mow it it kills on contact now that's not going to kill the cycle of the bug if it lives deeper into your uh deeper down but if you do that three or four times in an elite and you know that might then get the entire cycle if you do it every time before or there's some other granules that like i said if, if we can identify what it is then we can find out what insect product for it because they have uh six pages uh, you know, 33 different insect products to choose from. We just got to figure out what we're fighting first. Okay. Um, and what was the name of that, Captain Jack? What? Dead Bug Brew. Dead Bug Brew. You can get it as a concentrate or a dust. Um, I get the one that you hook up to the hose, and it's it's inorganic, so it, it's even safe to spray right onto your tomato plants before you harvest. I mean, it's, it's made out of... Uh, a product found in old abandoned rum barrels from the Caribbean that uh, they figured out is, is a perfect way to kill bugs. <laughs> so okay, there, there's one option for you. All right, I appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. Good luck killing those gnats or whatever it might be crawling around your yard. I will tell you one thing: uh, we have had a huge amount of grasshoppers. This season, have yeah. you noticed that? Uh, I haven't been out, you know, like I that, usually. That's true. Like I've <laughs> usually been, uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, the hiking through the White Mountains uh, two weeks ago, well, we didn't see it. Didn't see it. Got knocked over by butterflies, but we've had plenty at the yeah. uh, at the Whitman Plantation, yeah. and it's really funny. You can tell um, there's a lot of food, insect food around our house. When the chicken feed lasts two weeks, generally, if there's not a lot of things for the chickens to eat, you got to up refuel the silo about once a week for them to come back. But it's lasting about two weeks before we got to fill it. So they're, you could, they're doing their pest control the, job. They're busy. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Let's get to Ray. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't do that often, but I just noticed we're right up against the break. We'll come back to Ray and you at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you if you've got a question about your home castle or cabin.
Here in the second break, we'd like to give away our weekly listener appreciation. This is for Diamondbacks tickets, Friday, September 13th, first pitch at 640, section N, row 18, seats 1 and 2. And this is 18 rows off of the home visitor, or not the home team dugout. I mean, they're great seats right on the right on the field. You almost feel like you can just reach out and touch them. And in our weekly newsletter that was sent out, the trivia question was asked, who was the Diamondbacks pitcher? Who was the last Diamondbacks pitcher to throw a no-hitter? And hint, it wasn't Randy Johnson. He was the first. There was a second. Who was the last? Who was the last one? Text that answer to 411923, and we'll pick a random right winner at the end of this programming segment and send you to Friday's game as we host the Cincinnati Reds. And on those seats, bring your... Bring your glove. Because <laughs> at the game we were at this week, I bet the those seats, they got about five balls right in that area. I mean, I, I saw more foul balls that night than I think I've ever seen. One of the more slow baseball games I've ever seen. But there in the third, in the seventh inning, we loaded the base, and I think it was Marte. Marte hit a grand slam. So it ended up being exciting in the last – Inning and a half. Yeah, Let's the Diamondbacks see. are not dead That's, yet. They're, they're not dead yet. They're not dead yet. That's got the way a shot. baseball goes. The first one I went to with Uncle Rennie years <laughs> ago when they opened, we were down like seven or eight runs, and it was the eighth. And Rennie's like, all right, I'm, I'm done, guys. I'm tired. Let's go. You wake up the next morning. They won by two. Yeah, that, we missed probably the best inning in baseball that's right. history. That's right. My favorite story, my friend Ed, when he was a kid growing up in New Orleans, they were at Tulane Stadium. It was the Saints and the Lions. Three minutes left. Oh, let's leave. The Saints are going to lose. Okay. Tom Dempsey kicks the 63-yard field goal, and he missed it <laughs> to win the game. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see how we can help Ray, who's on the line at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Good morning, Ray. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, looking for advice on how to proceed with a – smoke remediation problem that has uh, run into problems with the drywall and texturing and kind of stalled. Um, as, as part of the smoke remediation, the ceilings had to be removed. They have been replaced. The drywall has been taped and texturized. However, you can see the tape joints through the texture. Um, <clears throat> also, as part of the process some of the walls have been retextured ceiling to floor some have only been textured about a foot down from the ceiling <laughs> there have been Ray? several attempts to come out and okay. retexture yes let me ask you and are you serving as the general contractor and hiring each sub individually or have you hired a general contractor to take care of all the subs? The general contractor has been hired by the management company of the Homeowners Association. Okay. Oh, boy. No. And, and and I just want to make sure, this is <laughs> is this smoke from a fire? Or, or Yes, there was, there was a fire. Okay. And, I mean, there was, was a, a fire in a four-unit building. The 
where the fire started that was almost completely gutted. There are two other units that suffered smoke damage but no fire damage. And the one I'm talking about is one of the ladders where there was smoke damage but no fire structural damage. Okay. Well, I can't imagine. It, uh, it happens, but I would like to think that the Homeowners Association is only dealing with a licensed contractor. The, the, first thing, the first thing I do, the first thing I tell people to do when they're not happy is put it in writing and mail it certified mail. And if that doesn't get their attention, then you're probably not going to get their attention. We have to find out, is the drywaller incompetent? Did he just stub his toe and not have a good day? Do we need to uh, bring somebody else in? But the general contractor is the guy that's on the hook, and he needs to know that, and you need to remind him of that. And I would do it in writing, and, and I would ask for the response to be in writing. And then let's proceed from there. You can always go to the register of contractors and file a complaint, but that you know that's going to eat up the better part of six or eight weeks by the time. Well, that's <laughs> you know, and I know that's that, not that's small in comparison to lay already. Yeah, mm. and I all I can tell you is, if I'm sure you've talked to them, they're not listening, they're not hearing. Put it in writing, mail it certified, and see if that doesn't get some kind of more formal reaction from them. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't proceed because seeing those tape joints through the texture is going to absolutely drive you nuts. <laughs> it's aggravating now, but if you have to live with it, it's going to drive you nuts every time you walk in your own home. So. Stick to your guns, put it in writing, mail it certified letter, and let's see if we can't get uh, a little reaction that way. And I, and I would state in the letter that if I can't get a solution quick, I'll be notifying the registrar contractors. I wouldn't hesitate one minute to put that in the letter. The last no-hitter pitched by Demon Bax was not Archie Bradley. It was not Mike Lee. It was not Kurt Schilling. It was Edwin Jackson. And for those of you that answered Edwin Jackson, stay tuned. We're going to pick a random right winner during Bottom of the Hour News. A oh, beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you. It is... Uh, time for our weekly home maintenance how-to. We try and cover one weekly home maintenance item every single week. That way we don't end up with a huge amount of to-dos that stack up. And this week in our home maintenance calendar, if you're following along, you can see the keyword wood ceiling. You can go to our website and type that in and uh, or just click the direct link off of the homepage. We have our quick link and it's all the direct links to the specific information we talk about each week. Ceiling with a S. Yes. Not like a wood ceiling. Not like ceiling above you. Not like the 
plain above you. It's ceiling wood in Arizona. Uh, and when you read it, you'll kind of ask yourself, okay, well, that's how you do it. So if that's necessary once a year, why would I put wood where you want, need to maintain it like that? But I know a lot of you have mountain homes, second homes, a little bit higher elevation. The wood decks down on the desert floor are an ultimate nightmare, at least up there in the cooler country. You have some amount of enjoyment out of them. <laughs> but we're very particular about the products on how to clean it and how to seal it. And a lot of products that are sold as sealers of wood do exactly that. And that's not what you want. You want to, you want to infuse the wood with oils, penetrating oils. You don't want to apply anything topical over the top of it, like a varnish uh, or a waterproofing agent, because uh, that, that's only going to make the problem worse. So penetrating oil, years Vol ago, even before I started the show, we found a product called CWF. And to this day, it's still the number one product we recommend for treating your wood that's exposed that you want looking like wood. In other words, you're not going to seal it up with paint. It's CWF. And you can find that on our website along with how to properly treat the wood. Uh, Rosie has often debated with uh, one of our partners and uh, foreman, Don Breeze, on whether or not you can power wash it wood before you you paint it or treat it and uh it, it's always going back and forth don's not a big proponent of doing that he suggests scraping it yeah so however you get back down to your basic wood and then applying the the sealer as well and varnishes rosie said not to use it those work good on the interior of your yes. home where you're in a controlled environment you're probably never under 70 degrees in most homes and you're probably rarely over 85 in most homes throughout the state and when you can keep it in environmentally controlled wood then that's where your varnishes are fine but for the exterior of your home where you know even in maricopa county it gets below freezing occasionally and then in the summertime i think 117 is the highest we've hit in, in Arizona this summer, when, whatever this the summer. case may be. Yeah, I don't know this. Uh, you know, you're talking almost, you know, that's 80-plus degree swing from beginning of the year to end of the year. You know, that's an extreme amount of damage that that wood's taking. And we need to replenish what it's the UV rays have sucked out of it. Of, from its saps and its natural growing state. So that's what the oils do. That's why we don't like to put thick coatings of, of sealers and, and varnishes just on it. Topical products that just sit on top of the wood. You need to penetrate into the wood yeah. to make it last longer. The topical products 
uh, as they're experiencing the thermal expansion and mm-hmm. contraction, as well as the moisture in the monsoon season, and then the dryness of April, May. Um, the wood's moving, and it's moving in and about around whatever fastener is holding that deck in place, screws, anchors, nails, and those aren't, they have a different expansion coefficient. So the cracking usually begins right around all the fasteners, and, it, and that's just the start of your problem, and it goes from there. So the big rosy-on-the-house tip, if you've got a wood deck, wood stair rail, exposed wood outside your home, don't put a topical sealer on it. We like a specific product called CWF. We've used it for over 40 years, and that's never cha- that recommendation has never changed. Just like waterproofing under uh, subterranean uh, foundations and stem walls, you know, it, it, we still recommend the same product we've recommended and used for 40 years. So <laughs> it, they just haven't, they haven't found anything that works better, or I haven't. And the perfect home in Arizona wouldn't have exposed wood on the exterior. I know it's a pretty look. It's a warm look. Who doesn't like the look of a log cabin? But if that's the look you're going for. I'll that, tell you who that, doesn't like it. The ones that live in it. The ones that live in it. And they spend all their summer every weekend getting up to the cabin, caulking it, sanding it. Man. Oh. And, and woods, the, the northern Arizona mountains are very hard on wood, especially the ones that sit under snow for a long period of time. That doesn't uh, do it any favor. So in a log cabin application, what we, would, would be ideal is you would have a solid masonry home, and then you would just, the logs would be cut in half and just an exterior veneer you would add later. I love the what they did in Flagstaff all through the 20s and 30s is a masonry up to windowsill height. Anything that would have snow drifts piled up against Mm -hmm. it. And then if you wanted to convert to log after that, then all of that was protected ultraviolently from the overhang of the roof and just physically from the snow drifts because very seldom does it get any higher than your windowsills. (laughs) If it did, that's one of that's one of those hundred year storms you didn't have to worry about coming back. So that's your weekly to do wood sealing, and then you can check that off if you have wood to seal. And when you get that done, you can complete that in the maintenance category of your homes that app and keep that record of the product you use, how much it cost, when it was last done. And I wouldn't say it's something if you're a diligent homeowner you need to do every year. But if it's been 7, 10, 20 years since it's been done, you'll probably need to do that every year for a few years to rebuild all of that, uh, the, 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 the seal, the, the product into the depth of the wood. Yeah. And what, we've, what we've seen is maybe the first year, if the deck is new, the first year, you're not putting on too much. If you put the penetrating oil on, four or five times (laughs) in the first year and then it'll get you longer durations after that you can stretch it out to a year year and a half two years but that first year get that oil really penetrated and people forget to treat the ends 
of their cuts. The end cuts are extremely important because that's the most absorbent part of the whole board. So when you make your cuts, seal up those ends before you lay the board down. Well, I was all excited this week because I waited way too long to do this, but I had my first home energy audit done at the house, thanks to Rias. And uh, <laughs> um, I hadn't been up in my attic in quite a while. I think the last time I was up there was when I bought the house and I was pulling a lot of uh, like old uh, Christmas decorations out and whatnot. But one thing that uh, Tyler and the gang found that I could have found with the naked eye, I don't have much insulation in the attic. <laughs> There is no insulation over the closets or or even in the bedroom. And I go, why is my bedroom so warm? I mean, it's toasty in here. And he goes, you don't have much insulation in the attic, a little to none. So they discovered that. And uh, and and a few other issues, too, as well, uh, with the um, with, with the uh, air uh, duct. I've got an old metal air duct. Yeah. So, uh, so. We, we tell people all the time, before you do anything at your home, get an energy audit. I mean, what did it cost you, 90 bucks? $99. Wrote a check out, and, uh, you know, eventually I'm going to look at a new AC unit. Mine's 17 years old. Uh, And also, beginning of January, if you have a unit, is it 2010 or uh, prior to that, that uses Freon? Um, Freon won't be available anymore, January 1st, 2020. So so I've got to look at uh, upgrading that, too. But for (laughs) 99 bucks... Man, that was a bargain. And the big red door that they put in the front to suck the air out yeah. to check it looked like something out of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they bring literally thousands of dollars worth of equipment, and they spend the better part of half a day at your house. And uh, you get that all done for 99 bucks. It's the best. You shouldn't do anything to your home <laughs> until you get an energy audit done. And that's your starting point. All right, let's get to the phones. Tom is in Tucson at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Welcome, Tom. How may we help you? Good morning, guys. Perfect topic for me right now. We have one of those little kid playhouses that we turned into an adult playhouse, and it's all done with the like pressure treated two by fours and four by whatever four by fours and et cetera, et cetera. Do I use the CWL on that as well? Or is it a different product? Well, Tom, what's been put on it? What's been put on the wood so far? Um, I would have to assume nothing because we just moved in. Oh, recently. So there's no paint. No, there's no paint. It's all natural wood. And he said it sounded like it was yes, sir, pressure, like termite treated. It's, yeah. it's kind of got like a green tint to it. Yep, with all the little funny. Little markings, you know, from pressure treating, the yeah. little holes okay. in it. Yeah, you would just use CWF, the same product. And it's okay, it's thin. It's it's not, it, the viscosity isn't that much thicker than water. It's fairly thin. You can actually put it in a garden sprayer, pump it up, and just spray it on. It's a very easy way to do it. Uh, you can brush it on, another way to do it, or you can roll it on with a roller. Uh, but C- oh, C- C- so CWF. F, not L. Right. Okay, thank you. All right, hang on, Tom. Before you go, I, a question I'm sure a thousand other people are wondering right now. When you say you converted it from a kid's playhouse to an adult playhouse, what do you mean? Is this a beer pong, outdoor beer pong room? 
Uh, eventually it's going to be there, but um, you know the little gabled roof that they make and, you know, only a five-year-old can fit in the doorway? We raised up the roof and made it flat and corrugated, and there's a uh, going to be a, a pier going out. <laughs> it's going to be basically a beach house. Nice. <laughs> well, sounds like it'll be nice. We'll send us a picture when you get done. Party at Rosie's. Party at Rosie's. We got everybody coming over this afternoon. Big game day. You can tell Gary and Rosie are distracted. We got a one more segment here. <laughs> it's going to be a good game. Yes, it is. I don't know what changed. Uh, well, you always used to open the season with the big non-conference I don't know why we're waiting to the second week now to have our big, big non-conference head-to-head battle, but must must have to do with TV ratings, I'm sure. Well, no, you got to have and, that and schedule lineups. to get to that national championship. So, uh, and Texas is vastly improved too. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. But why didn't we open the season with that? It's always the first game at Jerry's house. Did, did Jerry jack up the rent on using the stadium and? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, we got another follow-up question on the wood question, and somebody texted in and said, I have a wood chicken coop with a red stain on it. Can I put CWAF over the red stain? Well, let me back up a little bit. The wood we're talking about, the exposed wood, if you have vegas, if you have uh, a patio with wood supports, if you have uh, your your A wood deck and handrail and staircase and all that. Those are the things we would put CWF on. If you have, you know, I'm visioning this chicken coop. It's probably got a wood framed interior, but the the red stain is probably on something like a T111 exterior siding, and that does have wood components in it. But it is a manufactured product. It wasn't cut straight from the living tree. There's other things in it, and that's designed to take a paint. So. It wouldn't hurt anything to put CWF on it, but I don't know that that's really going to benefit what you're what you're doing there. I, w- I don't think I'd put this penetrating seal over a painted T111 signing. No. That would just make no. the painting job at the next time no. uh, a bigger nightmare to have this this oil on it. <laughs> but if he's just talking about two by fours and two by sixes, yeah, that are standing skeleton style, that he has chicken wash stretched over if that's the kind of coop that's a perfect application for cwf uh, put it in a little garden sprayer and just spray it on boom you're done and what he what what he might want to do is take a little paintbrush and just put water on that red stain and make sure it was a penetrating stain and not a topical sealant and if the water soaks in then so will the cwf if it beads up and runs off then don't put cwf on top of that so i took a call this week we answered our call-in number which is one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight that's one triple eight rosie for you we answer that 
number all week long in the office as well. And I, I took a call this week, and it was an alarm company trying to sell us with a new free alarm system. And it was a computer system that was calling, you could tell, because uh, it used to be really obvious because you could hear the digital uh, – it was just very digitized. You could always tell it was a, a digital voice. But this one – it was much cleaner, and listening to the voice alone, you couldn't tell. But out of, I, generally speaking, I just hang up when I get that. And a lot of people I know don't hang up on telemarketers because they're trying to be polite. But I didn't ask you to call, and I don't think it's rude for me to hang up. <laughs> and I don't want to waste my time. But because we had just talked about home security systems, I thought, you know what? I'll wait for a minute and listen. And... I'm listening to the speech and the presentation, like, are you interested in learning more? And I said, sure. And she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Can you repeat your answer? I said, sure. So obviously it was a voice recognition software that was looking for a yes or a no. And at that point I hung up. But anyway, all of that to say, if you get an unsolicited call, I don't know how many, if they targeted uh, Arizona in particular, if they targeted a, a specific area code, there is somebody out there trying to get people to sign up for a free security system. And the pitch is like, we've only got 20 left available that we can offer and we're finding somebody, blah, 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 blah. There's plenty of good companies out there that don't use these tactics that I would much more encourage our listeners. And I think I'm preaching to the choir. I think our listening audience knows, but, uh, yeah, there, there was a, a, a couple stories recently out of Green Valley News about peop, you know, senior citizens that got scammed there with this similar, similar process so that, that people still fall for it. Yeah, uh, Green Valley is kind of a target for these scammers. Uh, unfortunately, so is Sun City. And when you're invited to an educational dinner to sign up for some service, be highly, highly skeptical of uh you you'd be better off buying your own dinner somewhere <laughs> else there's two companies in particular that use that tactic and uh, the proposals they make are so overpriced grossly overpriced and deliver little to nothing of what they promise so there's our warning Without mentioning any names. <laughs> Without mentioning any names. And speaking of Sun City, you can stop by and see Lance and the Rosie on the House Sanderson Ford Transit at Sun City Strong Event. That's 1 to 4 p.m. on Wednesday. You can get the complete event detail listing in our events calendar at rosieonthehouse.com. Or you can call us during the week if you have a question, one 767 Send an email from rosieonthehouse.com. Or see you next Saturday. We'll be back here at 7 o'clock.